Kiora, and welcome to another edition of the GeoDorable podcast with your hosts Chris Morris and Mark Thompson. For more information on this episode, visit the GeoDorable page on Facebook. Hello and welcome. Good evening, Chris. Good evening, Mark. How are you? I'm good. Excited. How was your weekend? Do you know what I discovered this weekend? Gravity. No, no. Uh, I discovered this weekend, well, kind of, that if your kids jump off from the top bunk of bunk beds onto a beanbag, you get kind of snow. <laughs> I've heard of that. Mmm. That just sounds like fun. Did you just let them, like, party on? No. And just go like, woohoo, that's just, like, you've done it now. It's going to be a mess to clean up anyway. No. Just kind of like, no. Because, I mean, it's too much, too far, too soon. Okay. We had fun, though. <laughs> it's always good for kids to have fun. So, what have you been up to? How was your weekend? Well, it was good. Ballet show with my daughter. and cricket match Do you suit ballet? I can't imagine you... Uh, I have to practice my um, ballet tummy. Uh, <laughs> don't we all at our age? <laughs> yeah. So something they're taught from a very young age is to uh, keep their ballet, ballet tummy in check. Well, interesting. My daughter and my wife, again, they went to uh, the, the Nutcracker over the weekend. Um, by Your mother-in-law? Pardon? Your mother-in-law? No, you know, the Russian ballet, the, oh, nut, right. the Nutcracker. Um yeah, they, they really enjoyed it. And you're glad you didn't go? Uh, I, I still have issues with socks down leggings. So many images I don't want in my mind yeah, at the moment. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, well, yeah, indeed. Well, apart from putting socks down your trousers, Chris, what's something interesting about yourself? Well, we like to do this every week, and um, I often think about, well, what, what, what would... What would people like to know about me? Um, I mean, you're quite an exciting guy. Oh, quite exciting. Should, uh, actually, before we do that, should we just jump into why we're doing this podcast? Well, we could. Um, for me, again, it's, it is that midlife crisis. Um, I, I would like to, the boat. Um, spread the word of GIS. Oh, sorry, that word. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, it, GIS is such an exciting subject, and the number of podcasts about it is is, is underrepresented, and uh, and especially in New Zealand. I mean, we are the leading uh, GIS-based podcast in New Zealand. We are, and we're very proud of that fact. Oh, very proud. And we're probably the um, leading correspondent of GIS podcasts in New Zealand. The because leading people, correspondent? Well, people get in touch with us through our... Um, Facebook page? Oh, they could. com slash geodorable. Do you know what I'd love people to do? What's that? Leave a voicemail on our Facebook page. I love a good voicemail. Yeah, it'd be good if uh, if people could. We um, did get a letter this week, didn't we? Well, uh, we did get a letter. we got this week. Well, yeah. Um, it was a good letter, quite lengthy. Um, yeah. Lots of useful information, but... Uh, at the end of the day, it was from a, a Nigerian prince. And, princess. Um, oh, was it princess? I don't know. I just got the feeling she wasn't being genuine. Really? I, I just didn't think she was actually a listener. Um, trying to remember. Did she talk about GIS? She didn't mention both of us. Actually, she didn't even mention one of us. What are you suggesting? She, she well, wasn't real? 
she didn't seem to show a bias. I mean, I can understand that we're both great presenters, but you know, normally people, you know, have a Chris T-shirt or a Mark T-shirt, but she just seemed to say, "Hello, sir." Well, I don't know. Um, we've talked about it a little, and I know you're in favour, but I'm against giving our bank account details. I know you think it it might be an idea. Well, apparently we can we can win or well, not win. She will grant us what couple of million dollars or something oh, it's more than that i think it was about 13 14 million i mean personally i think we've got better odds of uh, of getting through this than the lottery well yeah but if you want that boat instead of doing the podcast that's true so all i need is to um uh communicate with a nigerian princess uh, get my boat and then i can stop doing this rubbish that's right mm. but in the meantime chris what's an interesting fact about yourself oh we're we'll back to that again are we you're home uh, well, alone again, and your wife uh, is out somewhere. Yeah, she is out. Um, this is the other reason you do the podcast, isn't it? You don't have yeah, a boat, my and wife, your wife's out. She is out. Um, at twice, actually. Met with a friend in town, and then she's gone locally to a bar, I think. Um, anyway, I'm sure it's fine. Uh, well, as you may or may not know, I used to work for uh, Esri UK. Um, this is going back a while. I think you used to work there as well, didn't you? I did. Yeah, interesting. Anyway, um, one of the things I always enjoyed was um, the conferences. Esri UK did a, a great conference every year. And uh, one year, um, I made the dramatic choice to move away from the rucksack, which was the traditional kind of um, bag that held all the uh, pamphlets and leaflets that you got when you went to this conference. And I moved it to a tote bag. Okay. Why hmm. was that? Pardon? Was it was it your hipster? Was this the start of the hipster thing for you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like to think that I I'm, I'm kind of a a little bit of a leader in the uh, the hipster fashion world. Uh, with it. Yeah, and and I think rucksack to tote bag. It, it was it was an unprecedented move at the time. There are lots of naysayers, but these days you go to conferences and it's tote bags. You know, it's it's none of this rucksack ruck stuff. Uh, rucksack stuff. You know, I think um, I think I led the way. No doubt. Now, Mark, I, I happen to know you have a uh, an interesting little story about <laughs> your little scamp, uh, how you spread a rumour. Um, yeah, it's a little bit nasty, really. Um, nasty? Okay, yeah. Do you, yeah, do you want mean, to elaborate with, for, for the viewers? I'm proud I'm proud of it, but not really. You know, it's a little bit of gossip, but uh-huh. I spread the rumour that ESRI, ESRI, um, yeah, 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 yeah. stood for Environmental Systems Research Institute. Uh, that's true, though, isn't it? That's part of the problem with spreading these rumours. Wow. Wow. What is real and what isn't. So what what does ESRI stand for? Do you know? Does anybody know? It's not quite as good as Blair Rich, which that was a good, you know, a good rumour. But this one's still persisting. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting times. Hmm. Anyway, Mark, what have we got on the show this week? This week, Chris, on tonight's show, we meet a winner. Oh, exciting. That's pretty exciting. Uh, we have we, competitions. We do have some competitions. We have um, a wonderful uh, game of Export to Shapefile that um, I'm sure uh, everybody will enjoy, as as they usually do. And yeah. I think... Um, well, you've mentioned it, but I'm excited. It's it is our first uh, first interview. Um, but without further ado, shall we shall we move on? Yes, that's 
So we have some uh, some news, some spatial news. I'm still in love with that. I quite like it. Anyway, um, I think I'm starting uh, with the competition. Um, Woohoo! Yeah, indeed. A good competition. Uh, well, you can't enter, and uh, I can't enter either. But um, our children can, which I think is pretty exciting. Um, so, if you're listening and you and you have children, um, maybe you would like to uh, invite them to enter the New Zealand Children's Map Competition for 2016-17, uh, and that's with the New Zealand Cartographic Society. I had a look at this, and it, it is semi-interesting. Like, like semi-interesting. Well, so I, I mean, I'm, careful, mate. I mean, you don't want to sound too enthusiastic. I looked at it and thought, you know, I could sit down with the kids and we could do quite a nice map and I could get them to colour it themselves and yep. show data. Yep. And then I looked at the samples they provided and they're just graphic design um, artists doing just a what? map. It's picture yeah. drawn, hand drawn, really really well done Yeah. of, of hands holding a map or Rubik's Cube that's a map and, and what have you. So it's not actually cartographic oh i see what you mean it's, it's more a representation of a map that looks cool i guess look at the samples to i am i am i'm seeing the, the other one that's the uh, the bookcase made up of you know a world yeah. map made of books but that is, isn't that isn't that cartography is if it's got a map it must be cartography surely i think the bookcase is creative uh-huh. because it's talking about the knowledge behind the map you know that's a bit deep yep um but yeah what okay. exactly am I going to get my kids to do? I don't know, but um, if you're slightly more enthusiastic, uh, not like Mark, then um, there's a link to it from our, uh, our Facebook page. Um, but maybe something to do over the Christmas holidays with your kids. The uh, entry deadline is the 24th of March, so you've got plenty of time, but you know, don't leave it too late. Um, I'm going to get my kids to enter. Okay, next week's show, we'll tell you what our kids are going to do. Okay, Once cool. we've worked it out. Next. Ah, oh, next. Um, have you ever used App Studio, Mark? I have a little bit, yes. Uh, and what do you think? It's okay. It's got its strengths. Okay, cool. Well, um, as of uh, I think last week, uh, App Studio 1.3 is uh, is now available uh, for download. Um, I've played with uh, App Studio a few times actually, and I I, I think it's got. Um, I think it's got quite a lot of uh, opportunity to develop things quickly and easily. I quite liked it. Well, I'm, you know, some might say I'm a little bit pessimistic. No. Um, but reading through the comments, they're actually really receptive. There's a lot of people writing some really good comments. It looks like this product is making people excited again. So that's great. Well, I think it, it kind of it puts development in the hands of people who aren't necessarily developers and... Um, it's nice to play. That's what I think. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Spatial news. Well, I've come across a TED talk about maps. Go on. Uh, by Danny Dawling again. Oh, I'm a the... big fan of Danny Dawling. I love his cartograms. Ah, right. What did he say? Ah, uh, bunch of words. Um, bunch of words. Okay, good. <laughs> No, he was talking about, he was taking normal maps that you're used to and then reinterpreting them. Reinterpreting? 
Yep, that's the word for today. Reinterpreting. Uh, just a, a little um, on our Facebook page. Um, hang on. Hashtag. Interpretating. Reinterpreting. Oh, okay, fair enough. That could be what your company slogan is, anyway. <laughs> Having to do the work twice. <laughs> um, I mean, you you raise a good point there, Mark. Um, so, what what kind of things was uh, was he doing? Uh, so he took a couple of maps. Like one of them was the um, the oh, the map of a satellite image taken at night of all the lights and the cities glowing. Oh yeah, I know the one. And he took that one, and then he subtracted all the places where people weren't. So he took a let's say a normal map taken in daytime <laughs> mm-hmm. um, of population, and then stretched the com- countries, and then put the lights over top. And what you got was a whole lot of dark forms on the map where lots of people live but they don't have any electricity interesting and he also pointed out about tokyo or japan who yep. used to be really well lit up and then they had the massive tsunami and they're running on 25 percent less power so they've actually lit less areas okay cool um if, if you remember from last week uh there was the uh Ciba, um talk um, that was being held yes. in Auckland. Yep. So I went to that, and uh, one of the uh, presenters, um, Natalie, a, a colleague of mine, um, she did this great presentation on um, how maps have been used in election campaigns, in particular the uh, you know the Trump versus uh, Hillary um, uh, U.S. elections, and there there were lots and lots of different approaches to to using maps but one of the maps that i really liked was um was a, a, a cartogram so a danny dawling cartogram uh, where they had taken the uh, the number of voters or a number sorry the number of electoral college votes and used that to then um create the you know the map and as you know with cartograms areas kind of get ex- or the area or the size of the area expands or shrinks based on, on on the values that you set and you get these quite beautifully distorted maps um but i actually thought it was a really good representation of, of, of trying to understand you know you will see these massive you know maps with the center of uh, you know um the state's bright red and you think well that, that's why they win but actually when you look at a cartogram it's um it's quite a different vision so in theory, it sure should be simple. Uh, everything should be like a big square. No, 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 no. Because, because this, this the is the electoral colleges. The yeah. electoral colleges. They assign based on area, or well, not quite area, rather than population. So that again? No, the electoral colleges are based on population. No, they're not. Mm. They're not. It's, it's specifically designed not to be on population. Otherwise, you'd get New York and California controlling mm. a lot of the votes and it was part of the um part of how but they, they i mean they up. do that there there is a larger electoral college in california and new york than there is in no but people in california have less of a vote than people that's true. in say iowa yep because true. they've got more people yep absolutely they're less influential yes which is why you have the swing states i believe we're, we're kind of slightly moving off topic but um fun yeah. nevertheless yeah but that's why, anyway, Danny Dawling, um, it was a TED Talk, wasn't it? It was a TED Talk. He did make, you know, some astounding observations, I found. He showed a map of a city that's about 8,000 years old. And the city had no streets. And he goes, do you know why it had no streets? Because we invented them. <laughs> and I just did find that a little bit ironic. It's like, well, what, what, we were walking through the forest one day and thought, look, I wonder what that straight thing is between the houses. 
Yeah, but I mean, you're saying straight thing, and maybe you're being facetious, but you know, not not all streets are straight, right? Unless you're American. Well, no, but we still invented them. Like, yeah, fair just, enough. Yeah. Fair enough. It's interesting. It was a TED talk. I mean, um, I remember when TED talks were kind of you know uh, super exciting because they were um, exclusive, right? And now I think this was yeah. TED Talks Exeter, you know. So you kind of get TED Talks yeah. over the place, and it's just kind of I don't know. Well, we had we had a TED Talk, TED talk Tauranga last. Oh my week. God! Did people turn up? Apparently so. Hmm, Thought about going. Bet you a lot um, of them so fell asleep. Yeah, all over there. I don't know. Okay. It's it, it's an idea generator, but it does seem to have its celebrities. Anyway, let's move on. Spatial news. So this is you, right? And um, well, no, it's not me. It's well, it's land. not you. Okay, but I mean, you know, it's it, it's worth uh, noting. You know, we we in New Zealand uh, have been suffering through uh, a number of earthquakes uh, over recent weeks and months, um, well, and years. you've got years, yeah, indeed. Uh, and I guess um, you know this, uh, you know, this story here uh, kind of. I don't know, it, it represents what, what people are trying to do and trying to understand a little bit more about what's been going on. So, Mark, sorry, I'm, I'm butting well, in. Carry on. <laughs> That's all right. I, I know you like to talk. Um, what it's hard to understand with an earthquake that just happened the other the other week is the actual impact because there, although there's been a few buildings destroyed and what have you and a few houses, it's actually the uh, landscape, the terrain that's changed so much. Mm-hmm. And Landcare have re- released a satellite image viewer where they're showing the pre-earthquake terrain and then the post-earthquake terrain from satellite imagery. Yep. And that gives you some of the scale because it's quite grainy. Um, the imagery itself. The imagery itself is very grainy. But it means you have to stay at a high um, scale. Yep. Well, I believe it's uh, Copernicus Sentinel data from 2016. Okay, then. I don't know who I don't know who has uh, who owns that, but um. well, we could quickly Google, or mm. you could email us. Um, but anyway, so you can you can swipe left and swipe right, just like Tinder, and um, see the extent of the changes that's happened in the uh, on the terrain. So it, it's quite useful to try and convey the impact there of what's happened. And in some cases, I mean, it, it is really is quite dramatic. Yeah, the the landslides as well. I think you know, um, lots of us have seen the the videos um, that have been you know on, on the news of the you know the massive uh, uh, cracks in the landscape. But actually, when you start looking at uh, you know some of this imagery, the scale as well is just uh, amazing. You know, these are, these are huge landslides. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, they are, and it's an also a nice um, open source imagery. Yeah. Cool. Good stuff. Uh, do you know what I've just discovered? The internet. No, close to. I've just uh, just noticed that actually my computer screen, I've got a big kind of HP kind of, oh, it's a Dell, sorry, all-in-one computer thingy. Uh, it's got a it's got a touch screen, so I don't have to click my mouse anymore. I can just use my finger. Wow. Well, you heard it live here, folks. Well, I can live. use you're listening in the future, but Chris has discovered the computer that he bought has a touchscreen. Yeah, amazing, eh? <laughs> what will they come up with next, Mark? What will they come up with next? What will you find you've bought next, Chris? 
I don't know, it's Christmas, anything could happen. I have this thing in the garage, it's got like four wheels and stuff. And do you know what it does? It can transport my family. Wow, sounds quite exciting. Is that the news done with? Uh, I think that is the news done with. Should we move on? What have we got next? Is there not a jingle? What, for end of news? Yeah. Mm, no. No, okay. No jingle. Sorry. We've got other jingles you may like. Such as? Where are you at? Do you want to hear it? I thought you were going to play it. I was just teasing you. Where are you at? There you go. That's that's the jingle for Where Are You At, which is our um, light-hearted interview with somebody from the uh, spatial community. Yeah, we've got a number of people queuing up to... uh to be interviewed um, but feel free to add your name to the list just drop us a line on Facebook or at geodorable at gmail.com yeah or leave us, leave us a, a voicemail that'd be uh, good as well yeah but tonight uh, we have an interview with a winner would you like to explain more sure oh, we're interviewing Andrew Old from Balance who won the CoreLogic Innovation and Commercialization Award at the the, uh, the recent Special Excellence Awards. Were you there? I was there. I was there as well. Um, so let's play the interview and then discuss it. Should we apologise now for the sound quality or afterwards? Or both? Uh, let's do both. Okay. Um, here we go. Sorry for the sound quality. I'm here with the winner of the Core Logic Innovation and Commercialization Award from the New Zealand Special Excellence Awards, Andrew Ole from Balance Ag- Agnutrients. Hello, Andrew. Hello. How are you? Not too bad this afternoon. Nice and sunny outside. Oh, looks like there might be some thunderstorms happening soon. <laughs> uh, good old bad busy weather. So, I've got some questions for you. In terms of this award, what, is, what does it mean to you? To me, um, well, I re- represent Balance the team at Balance, and the uh, award is um, part of the project, a larger project that uh, I suppose a lot of people work on. Um, and the GIS component is probably only a small com- small part of it, um, but the project was a full end-to-end solution. So it's really good to actually have this kind of um, recognition. Yeah. And how do you think it will affect your work? A lot more, a lot more work, a lot more work, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, um, and probably a lot more complex because um, it, the solution that was put in place allowed for a uh, a platform to be put down, and you can feed different types of maps into it. And so, uh, yeah, we get a lot of um, curly. Um, I suppose clearly ideas coming through from it to how they want to um, create spread. Yeah. And how has it how's it been received at Valence you winning this award? Um, quite well. A lot of people quite um, excited that I got it and uh, got a number of pets on the back. Oh that's um, pretty well. As an observer it's been fairly high. So You've had what recognition from the CEO, CFO, CIO. Well, after you said the photo everywhere, yes. 
for someone to put it in sight, yes. So yeah. that's in his life. Yeah. But I don't think they get their cunt awards that often, so it's actually quite a big thing. Yeah. Mm. Yep. And on the night, who were you wearing? Who was the designer you chose to wear? Uh, hard question. Um, Faith Penny Taylor. Faith Penny Taylor. Yep. And what, um, what's the best piece of career advice you've received? Regarding the award or before that? Just in general. Make your own job and just go with the flow. And what's the best advice you can give? Hmm. Hi, Christian again. Um, to all the young, yeah. Enjoy, enjoy life. Only comes once. Um, roller coaster out there. So, uh, yeah. Good, bad, ugly. Go up. All opportunities. Go up and down. Listen. Think positive. Talk positive. Think positive. Yeah. And back to the night, how long did you spend getting ready for the evening? For the evening? Uh, well, I know you got ready about uh, two hours before, but um, for me it was probably about ten minutes before the yeah, actual you dinner. <laughs> you left the bar and were back within ten minutes. Yes, but the day before, I spent uh, probably half a day getting ready for a four-minute presentation. So half a day for four minutes. Yes. <laughs> and you were saying on the night after the award that um, there was going to be a massive after party in your hotel room with clothing optional. How was it? I'm not too sure whether that um, insulated, went to sleep, and tried to sleep. Um, but I understand you were up to about 3 o'clock in the morning partying somewhere in town. Uh, it's investigative journalism. Don't know where you went, but. Uh, yeah, I know you, uh, you flew out a lot later that morning <laughs> uh, day. Whereas I can catch a, a 7 o'clock flight. <laughs> so you didn't go to bed. Good stuff. <laughs> and, and what's next for your uh, GIS career? Oh, Hard questions. Uh, I think we can start looking at other projects around this um, organisation of ours, um, maybe go out into the different fertiliser plants, maybe look at dust, maybe look at environmental effects. Okay. So lots more nice applications. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surveying. I don't know. Lots of things on my plate. Lots of things. Well, thank you Andrew for your time and congratulations again on winning. Thank you. No worries. Hey, well, that was great. Um, wonderful interview, Mark. Uh, the sound quality was, was second to none. None. Sound quality was none. Sorry. Well, there was sound there, but anyway. Were, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it must... Um, Balance are really excited about winning this award. I mean, we were sort of a bit pessimistic about the awards before we went to them. Um, but from this award, Balance have done press releases. We've had interviews in different types of newspapers and even Radio New Zealand. You had Radio New Zealand? Yeah, they wanted to um, speak to Andrew about did what they did. So, I mean, it's, it's very, very well recognised. 
So did did Radio New Zealand uh, pick up any pointers from you and your your interviewing technique? I'm not too sure. Um, they had already interviewed, so it's probably a bit late for them to learn. Because uh, I, I imagine there's quite a lot to, to pick up from there. Um, I particularly like the fact that um, Andrew did all the hard work and you parted. <laughs> we all make different decisions in life. Uh, indeed. But anyway, about the interview. Oh, sorry, back to the interview. Um Bay of Plenty Tailors. I mean, a shout out to those guys, obviously, because uh, I saw Andrew and he was looking radiant. He did look good. He did, yeah. Um, so, yeah, good job, Bay of Plenty Tailors. Have you been there? No, actually, I haven't. Uh, well, if they're listening, um, slight chance. Uh, yeah, you know, we'd, we'd love to hear from you and uh, any other advice you have on um, award ceremonies and the, and the type of uh, attire that you should wear. Yeah, well, it was a black tie event, so... Yeah, I saw your tie. It wasn't black, unfortunately. It was dark in spots Mm. and blue in other spots, but it wasn't Mm. spotty. Ah. Yeah. yeah, Good interview. Right, let's move on. Shall we? Yeah, it's time to get excited. Woohoo! Oh, people are loving this game. I had a really good uh, chat about this at work uh, last week. Um, Yeah. People wanting to know... um, how I'd learnt uh, and how you'd learnt the game um, and you know well uh, I guess I, I, I directed them to the uh, export shape file um, homepage but I mean it, it, for people who've worked at Esri I mean you know we've, we've both worked at Esri UK it, it was a bit of a rite of passage don't you think well it's something you um, you really learnt from by osmosis it wasn't like anyone sat you down and said this is how you play you, you just you're about- entirely right yeah, but but you kind of you'd notice at you know lunch times you know a few people would kind of wander off to the you know the the corner of the room or go into the lunch room and you know that they'd, they'd, they'd kind of be having this game and you'd be like what are they playing? Yeah, I worked yeah. at an open plan office and sometimes one of the guys would just yell something out. Oh right, okay, okay. Yeah, he'd be like you know uh, waited some. Yeah. Mm, interesting. And then um, then he someone else would shout something and then you just try and join in being the young enthusiastic person and and quite often be forced to export to shapefile yep but um yeah really good way of learning and really enjoyable well it's it's um i guess it's something we've we've kind of you know grown up in our careers and you know it's really nice to to um talk about it now and especially for the younger people who who haven't heard of it before you know i i don't know i feel as though it's uh it's quite a privilege to be able to share it with them it's also a good way i mean face it you like uh playing with people who know less than you so you can show how much you know but anyway that is true now um uh, obviously, this podcast has gone out before the uh, European Dev Summit, so we don't have any results yet. But um, next week, we should ha- we should have all the details. We should. So stand by for that. Right? Shall we? Are you ready? How are you feeling? Are you uh, have you been limbering up a little bit this week? Ah, uh, actually, I haven't. Um, yeah, oh. usually I do a little bit of prep. Yeah. But um, no, tonight I'm going to be shooting from the hip. Okay, well, I've been uh, practicing some of my defensive moves, so we'll see how uh, that goes. So, um, let me see. Export to shapefile. 
Alright, standard 7x7, 93 plus. Starting with symmetrical difference. Wow. Available from the advanced license though. Wow. Oof. I was not expecting that one. Um, interesting place to start. Uh, I'm going contour. I think, yeah, contour. Contour. Which toolbox? Ah, oh, 3D analyst. Come on. Yeah, I'm just checking. Um, repair version tables. Data management. Um, well, see your data management. Um, Okay, and, and for the listeners, I'm, I'm using Menon's Defense, by the way. Uh, create feature class. Yeah, I thought you were a bit cautious there. <laughs> yeah. You're not confident this week, I don't think. No, I, I'm just, I, I like to play around with, with some of the techniques, and I've always been a fa- big fan of um, Sid Menon uh, at Esri, and... I, I just sometimes I think a defensive strategy, you know, it's it's offensive through defense. Yeah, I, I don't know. Polygon neighbors. Everybody needs good neighbors. Um, I'm going to stick with it. You notice tonight I'm staying out of the extensions. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I'm I'm staying in home territory. Uh, create feature dataset. Which would lead me staying in the data management toolbox to make query layer. I'm gonna, st- yeah, uh, create fishnet. Yes, and that would be fuzzy overlay. Especially unless we go. Fuzzy overlay. You must have been expecting that one though. Uh, I'm going to risk it. I'm going to risk it. Uh, Create personal geodatabase. You're quite defensive tonight. Okay, dissolve root events. Linear referencing. Yeah. Oh. Can you see that? Yeah. I mean, sometimes you use the uh, Menon's defense. Uh, I think you're too early with it. I think I probably did. I mean, I could go with. I could go with. You could try and stay in the um, in the data management toolbox. I don't need your help. Thank you very much. Jeez. Actually, I do need your help. Um, oh, export to shapefile. Ooh. Oh, dear. That okay. was terrible. What Were you stressed? I wasn't stressed, but, uh, do you know, it was, it was the Polygon Neighbours. That was a bit of a left-field call, actually. Yeah, skipping it. Well, since I was trying to keep it all within the, uh, within the main tool set. Yeah. Just, no. just so you didn't see any pattern. Well, it's it's odd because I mean, I've mentioned it, but you know, Menon's defence is normally quite good in this kind of game. But you um, went to it very early. Yeah, maybe I did. Maybe I did. 
Uh, it's, it's so hard. I mean, this this is what I love about the game. Every game is different. Sometimes you think you've kind of you've got you've got the hang of it, and then other times you just crash and burn. I mean, that was we didn't. I didn't even get yeah. back to my uh, seventh hand. I mean, hmm. No. Well, yeah. Next week. Um, What's that? Is that two one to you? It is two one. Oh God. Next week you'll you'll be back. I hope so. Hmm. I'm a little bit depressed actually. Mm. You'll get over it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> anyway, I mean, ladies and gents, you are going to see better games than that uh, by a long, long way at the uh, the uh, um, European Dev Summit. Um, so yeah, do keep an eye out, um, and we'll be talking about that next week, no doubt. Uh, Mark, have you got anything else to uh, say to the lovely listeners out there? Thanks for listening. Yeah, good. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, if you've got any news, any views, any comments on the quality of the podcast, any well, offers of um, money from Africa. And positive comments, surely. We don't want any negative stuff. Well, if, if you can find some negative comments, sure. But. Yeah, well, okay, I, I have to be searching through quite a lot of uh, emails to find We're them. We're number but one for a reason, right? <laughs> indeed, we are. Um, well, in which case, uh, goodbye. Goodbye, and we'll talk to you next week. We will do.